0: Hi, everybody. This is Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Hope you're doing well. So I got some questions yesterday that came out of um, a report that I did on the terrorist attack in Brussels. Uh, This is from a leftist. And um, I talked about how the the mayor of a sort of terrorist-ridden district in Brussels had been given a list of people uh, who were suspects in uh, terrorist activities, and uh, she did nothing with it. And he said... um, So just because an authoritarian has the name of someone on a list who has yet to do something wrong, that gives them the right to be arrested slash punished. Do you also approve of the thought police? Now, first of all, I only talked about them being questioned. Of course, you don't arrest people based upon having a name on a list. But what I find interesting is the degree to which leftists are suddenly really, really concerned after, I don't know, 60 years of hysterical, vicious political correctness and attacks and getting people fired and uh, destroying their careers and destroying their lives, that suddenly now they're very, very concerned about the thought police. Leftists demand that university heads get fired for even a whiff of politically incorrect speak, uh, speech. So uh, Larry Summers uh, was forced out of his um, uh, university tenureship uh, in early 2005 because he said this about women in science: "Like, why aren't there more women in science?" He says, he said, there is relatively clear evidence that whatever the difference in means, which can be debated, there is a difference in the standard deviation and variability of a male and female population. So what he's referring to here is the fact that uh, statistically women tend to be more clustered around the center of the IQ curve, and there are fewer women at the extremes of ability in terms of very high, at very high levels of ability, men outnumber women 10 to 1, and also at very low levels of intelligence, men outnumber women, which is why there are more men who have Nobel Prizes and more men who are uh, homeless or mentally challenged and so on. Now, this is a fact, it is a scientific fact fact, it's been well reproduced in many, many different studies, and uh, people went hysterical and demanded that he be resigned, and women were screaming and fainting uh, and, uh, and running from the hall, wherein he made this relatively innocuous, off-the-cuff remarks, I think it was in a Q&A session, thus showing uh, the robustness of women in debates about facts. And uh, James Watson, <clears throat> one of the co-discoverers, along with Crick, of the DNA, um, uh, DNA's double helix uh, nature, and uh, he talked about uh, ethnic differences in IQ. again, well established over a 100 years the American Psychological Association has validated this information after the bell curve came out. and everyone just screamed he was resigned he was re- forced out of his positions, he was fired from all his boards, and he ended up having to sell his um, Nobel Prize, and uh, no leftists came to his defense. In fact, they were leading the charge. You know, when Ben Shapiro or Milo Yiannopoulos go and do talks in universities, uh, there's regularly disruptions. Uh, When Donald Trump wants to hold a rally in, say, Chicago, uh, people threaten violence and he has to cancel the rally. So the idea that I'm somehow promoting thought police and punishing people Uh, merely for being on a list. Boy, that would be a huge step up from what the left is currently doing. Now, I'm not accusing this person of doing that, but he's from the left, and uh, I don't know the degree. Maybe he can email me and show me all the posts he did over the past couple of years uh, attacking the left for its intolerance uh, and uh, politically correct attacks upon people's very lives and livelihoods. So uh, I find that just a little bit precious. Now, he said, um, too, extremists are only from the left. I think he's being sarcastic. Boy, never met a lefty who's sarcastic, he said, sarcastically. Extremists, he said, are only from the left because we uphold a democratic slash social ideology. I don't even know what that means, a democratic ideology. Well, um, if the majority of people want to reinstitute slavery, is that okay? Uh, democracy is uh, an ancient enemy of freedom, well recognized by the Greeks and the Romans and so on. And uh, democracy is basically mob rule by those of average to below average intelligence who tend to become more dependent on the state uh, because they have less to gain in the free market, at least in the short term. So I don't know what a Democrat – what is a social ideology? There's such a thing as society and that's my belief system. <laughs> Ah, this man must have gone to quite a lot of college. So he said extremists are only from the left because we uphold a democratic-slash-social ideology. But the, quote, right believes in an authoritarian solution to extremists as the only answer. Sorry, do you live in a democratic state? Well, if he's in America... Um, America is supposed to be a republic, which is where democracy is supposed to crash like futile waves up against the edifice of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and so on and the um, separation of powers. Uh, so this fetish of democracy is ridiculous. Democracy has just become one of these feel-good words. You know, like democracy is a good word, so I'm gonna. Uh, I, socialism is is terrible, but I heard democratic socialism. It's like I don't know, rape with flowers. Flowers are nice, so let's see if we can cover up the rape. But it's just one of these silly things. Is like I'm gonna attach positive words to my ideology and thus hope it's a good thing. Now, the right does not believe in authoritarian solutions whatsoever. Uh, the right is about the free market in general, and if there is certainly a religiosity uh, on the right. But there is religiosity on the left. They just tend to worship the state. It's just uh, uh, they're not exactly statheists in that they don't believe in the state or the power of the state. So on the right, uh, they don't have authoritarian solutions. They say that the market should choose. So, for instance, on the left, they want to force people to hire underrepresented groups in particular industries. On the right, they say, well, you should be free to hire and fire whoever you want. On the left, they usually fine with compulsive union dues going to leftist politicians. On the right, they say you should have the choice. So there's, you know, the idea that, you know, the left wants government schools, the right wants uh, vouchers, which can go to private schools or public schools so that people have more choice. So the idea that the right is authoritarian, um, it simply shows me that this person, and, and you can see these clues very, very clearly when people talk to you, this person just doesn't consume anything outside of his confirmation bias sources that's all the right is like they say oh the extreme right the far right parties is like okay but that doesn't means nothing all it is is an ad hominem far right equals mussolini equals hitler equals fascism equals a guy who wants to limit third world immigration into his country because of high uh, rape and criminal activity in that population and uh, welfare dependency and uh, inc- cultural incompatibility and um, jihadists. And, right, this, oh, yeah. It, when someone says far right, it's just the same as saying Hitler. Um, when someone says the extreme right, the, far, I mean, it means nothing. It means nothing. Uh, it's just a way of smearing a particular position by associating it with, um, Nazi totalitarianism, which, which, funnily enough, they were the National Socialist German Workers' Party. And if you look at the um, "Not Safe for Work" uh, platform of the German National Socialist Workers' Party, uh, it is all standard socialist stuff, um, and uh, you can have a read of it. But um, the other thing too is that hundreds of millions of people want to immigrate into the United States, Now, the United States. Uh, has borders, it has uh, a country, it has a government, it has a tax system, and nobody has the right to move there. Nobody has the right to move there. Now, this is you know far from sort of my ideal ideology, so I'm just sort of speaking within the paradigm that exists. But if you look at the government as a house with people who live in it, uh, well, you have the right to say to people, come to my house. Uh, I'm happy to lay out a spread. I want to get to know my neighbors. Uh, Here is a potluck. Let's all get together. And that's fine. And then if someone comes along and starts, uh, you know, peeing into your kitchen sink, uh, you have the right to tell him to not come. You have the right to expel him. Uh, And if lots of people who say, I love peeing in kitchen sinks, want to come to your house, you have the right to say no. It is not an extreme authoritarian solution to maintain the integrity of your geographical environment. And of course, uh, the vast majority, he says he's into democracy. The funny thing is the people on the left, if you're into democracy, the vast majority, sorry, a significant majority of uh, people in Europe and in America have for decades wished to push back against third world immigration into their countries for reasons we'll get into in a sec. So if you're into democracy, these Programs should absolutely be put on hold, but you're not into democracy. You're into importing people who are going to reliably vote to the left. The left has lost the argument in the public sphere, and they have ever since the 1960s when the evils of communism and other forms of socialism were finally revealed after the left spent decades trying to uh, cover them up. So they lost the argument uh, with um, Europeans and European-derived people, and um, so they turned to third-world immigrant immigration in order to stack the deck in democracy, So they didn't actually have to win an argument. They just had to import people who naturally leaned left because they came from a um, more well, third world country. So the idea that the left is into democracy is, is nonsense. They're absolutely not even close because uh, this is why Donald Trump is so successful. Is that uh, for, for a generation or two, actually, but basically since the immigration, massive immig- immigration transformation in 1965 – The Americans have been, or European-derived Americans, and a lot of the blacks, too, who don't want competition for the jobs they want to get. Uh, They've been saying, let's put a hold on immigration, let's put a pause, let's slow immigration down, and the majority of Americans have been wanting that, but the left doesn't care. So don't give me this uh, democratic stuff. Even if it was a good system, you don't care about it. Now, he says, number three, a percentage of Muslims do illegal things, like rape women, so that makes them all guilty, but why aren't we all pedophiles? Oh, sorry, why aren't we all pedophiles after the Catholic Church's recent settlements? I, that makes no sense, but I think what he's saying is that, well, we can't judge the majority by the actions of a minority, uh, and um, given that there were some pedophiles in the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church had some role in covering up pedophilia and relocating the um, pedophiles to different dioceses, um, why don't we view all Catholic priests as pedophiles? Well, Okay, so what are the, what are the facts? Uh, let's start with the facts, and then we go to the principles. Im- empiricism followed by reasons—not a bad one-two combo. So the Pope says two percent of priests who are pedophiles. Um, Snap, uh, which is a survivors group, says it's higher. Uh, that five to six percent of priests have been accused. Now, innocent until proven guilty. They have been accused. So um, that is a um, a small. Percentage. Now, this doesn't mean, of course, that the Catholic Church wasn't monstrous in covering this up, and that the uh, paedophiles and abusers weren't monstrous for their actions. Absolutely. But we're talking about two, three, four, five percent, um, probably towards the lower end. After it would go through a fact finding court of law. But uh, that's a pretty small number. Let's have a look at some other numbers, shall we? And, and try and figure out whether we can look at any similarities uh, in um, equivalencies. So Sweden, 77% of rapes are committed by the 2% Muslim male population. And sources for all of this will be below. 77% of the rapes are committed by 2% of the Muslim male population. Um of Muslims surveyed support Islamic State slaughters. That's from Al Jazeera. 81% of Muslims support the Islamic State slaughters in the Middle East. Um, In Germany, 80% of Turkish Muslims claim welfare payments. Now, for those who don't know, there's been a huge dysgenic movement uh, since the 1960s um, uh, where you get smart people to worry about things like Overpopulation and climate change and environmental predation and peak oil and you raise taxes, which is going to hit the smarter, um, harder working, more intelligent classes more. And so you've had a dearth of babies born to smarter people. You know, it's the idiocracy thing. You can watch the intro to the movie. It puts it in a more entertaining fashion that I could even imagine. So smart people have stopped breeding. Uh, people as a whole in the West have stopped breeding um, because of of high taxes and hedonism and a lack of purpose and uh, the general wasting away of uh, late empire decadence. And so um, that's not normally a huge problem, except that governments have got these massive unfunded liabilities of retirement benefits. Uh, they taxed everyone for retirement benefits, spent all the money, and now there's nothing in the kitty except some dusty IOUs. And so they felt they thought, well, we're not people aren't having enough kids. And we can't lower taxes because we've got this giant welfare-warfare state. So what we're going to do is we're going to import all these laborers from the third world, and they're just going to make us a fortune. And they didn't. What they did was generally clung to the welfare state and pulled the economy of the um, host country down even further because uh, Turks were supposed to come to uh, Germany as guest workers. They were supposed to provide some necessary cheap labor, and then ah, they were supposed to leave. It didn't really, really work out that way. Um, The guest worker plan, you know, the gang of aid and all that stuff that happened in the States, the guest worker plans are complete disasters. And um, the right, big business corporations love those plans because it gives them cheap labor and the left loves them because it gives them uh, voters because these people often end up staying and so on. And so, you know, it's a usual government program, which is they say, well, let's um, replace the... um, the kids who aren't being who aren't being born to the native population with immigrants who are gonna be just the same, right? Because there's no such thing as ethnic, cultural IQ, intelligence, nationalistic differences or religious differences. So everybody's, you know, to, to the rulers we're all ants, right? We're just completely interchangeable, although even ants have their classes. Um, so they, they said, well, we, we've got way too many unfunded liabilities. We can't afford to pay the old people. Old people vote, so let's bring in young people from really opposing cultures. They'll provide the tax base to pay off the old people, and I'm sure they'll just assimilate, and it'll be just finey, oldie hunky-dory. And it turned out that um, it actually has dest- it is in the process of destroying the remnants of the welfare state, and it's going to provide the exact opposite of what the government intends, rather than shoring up the finances of the country, they are going to be dragging it down. In Sweden, uh, just in 2015, the cost of the Muslim migrants was 14 times the national defense budget. I put those two together for a reason. I'll let you puzzle that one out. Uh, In Sweden, um, among the 16.5% foreign-born, there is 10 times higher welfare dependency. 10 times higher welfare dependency. Uh, In Denmark, uh, 41, 40, sorry, forty-six point one percent of Muslims surveyed feel that Danish law must be based on Sharia law. Uh, in um, in Holland, fifty to seventy percent of former Muslim asylum seekers, and they're not, um, because the majority of them don't come from war torn Muslim countries. In Holland, fifty to seventy percent of former Muslim asylum seekers live permanently on welfare. Permanently on welfare. In the UK, there was a survey of Muslims and 76% of prominent Muslims strongly support jihad. Uh, in uh, Britain, 80% of London's Muslims support ISIS, the Islamic State. Uh, in Britain, 24% of Muslims have zero qualifications and 21.3% have never even held a job. According to, to Dr. Farouk Salem, out of the 1.4 or so A billion Muslims, I think it's a little higher now, maybe 1.6. But out of 1.4 billion Muslims, 800 million of them are illiterate. Not hugely literate, illiterate. And now Pew did a poll of um, Muslims in just 11 countries. And the range is that between 63 million and 287 million uh, Muslims in just 11 countries support uh, ISIS, you know, the beheading, burning people in cages kind of thing. In um, the UK, there's a 5% Muslim population, but in high-security prisons, 44% of the prisoners are Muslims. So out of a 5% Muslim population, Muslims fill 44% of high-security prisons. Uh, In the USA, uh, Muslim refugees, uh, 91.4% are on food stamps, 68.3% are on cash welfare. This doesn't count the people who are then... Living in the households where other people are on cash welfare and just getting that stuff uh, going. So uh, again, w- what we're talking about here is numbers just a little bit higher than two to four to five percent of uh, Catholic uh, priests uh, potential pedophiles. In Germany, there's a uh, statistics that have been ground through by some academic who I guess loves setting fire to his own career. He shows that the majority of Muslim refugees will uh, never will never work will never work. They don't speak the language. Uh, They don't have cultural values that match. Uh, They um, are trapped in the sticky honey trap of welfare, the permanent underclass that welfare creates. Uh, And, of course, we we all heard, oh, it's Syrians, highly educated. Boy, they're going to be their future doctors and and engineers and and all kinds of great stuff. No, 65% of Syrian refugees can't even read or write. How's that going to work out? Wildly incompatible ideologies, insurmountable to some degree language barriers like if you can't even read or write in your own language how's german going to go for you uh, there's an old saying that says life is too short to learn german unless you happen to be born in germany and i think if you can't even read or write in your own language learning german gonna be just a little tricky derdi das why can't they just pick one and um, even at a young age this is a quote a syrian eighth grader in middle school is five years behind their peers at german schools So, hey, isn't that great? You know what's fantastic about all of this is that um, Germans, very, very intelligent group on the whole, I think their average IQ is like 103 or something like that, versus Syria, which is in the 80s, which is more than a standard deviation below. That's not good. And um, what's great is the degree to which German kids now have to have their curriculum dumbed down because of an influx of kids who've barely got any education most of whom can't read or write even in their own language. And what's going to happen? Well, massive sucking sound of resources moving away from German kids towards uh, migrant kids. And um, sorry, I got to tell you, maybe I'm just a biological mammal imperative made flesh, but I actually care a little bit more about my own children than the children of foreigners. Call me crazy. Call me case selected. Call me Darwinian. I still help. I provide charity, and I give money and provide resources, and this education that I provide is generally free, although I request donations at freedomainradio.com slash donate all over the world. But I care more about my daughter than the daughter of somebody in Saudi Arabia. And I would assume that they're doing the same thing. I've got no problem with that being universalized. So this is from a study. He says... um, We have to prepare ourselves for the fact that the majority of young refugees will fail a three-year full-time training course with a high proportion of theoretic content. According to the Chamber of Commerce of Munich and Upper Bavaria, 70% of trainees from Syria, Afghanistan, and Iraq, who started lessons more than two years ago, have already dropped out. Oh, I can just taste the integration, can't you? Tastes like exploding chicken. The federal uh, federal government has uh, estimated that some 80% of migrants had no qualifications whatsoever, and only 8% had academic qualifications. So comparing this, if you're not alarmed, please rewind. Um, Sorry, that's (laughs) dating me to the VHS days. Beta, all the way, baby! But um, so first of all, you you don't want to compare these numbers. You're just somebody who's never studied these numbers. And of course, as a leftist, you bring up anti-Christian examples. So, naturally, you you just don't know these statistics, which means you're an indoctrinated idiot. Sorry. I mean, I hate to put it bluntly, but you are an indoctrinated idiot, and until you start reading sources other than the ones that already confirm your biases, you're going to have nothing whatsoever to add to any intelligent discussion of these matters. Now, the second thing is, you know, if you say to me, well, Steph, by God, you know, we can't judge Muslims as a group, because... Individual bad behavior within that group can never, ever conceivably be applied to the group as a whole. You've got to judge people as individuals. And even if some individuals are doing bad things, you can't possibly judge the whole group. (laughs) Oh, leftists, you're so very playful. (laughs) So, growing up as a white male, white male, what did I hear? Oh, white males are racist. Uh, it's a racist system. It's a racist culture. Systemic racism, which just means white racism, white male racism. Oh, Steph, as a white male, not only are you racist, you are a sexist. You have white privilege. You know, the kind of white privilege that completely forbids you from ever being accused of having white privilege. That's what real privilege would be. <laughs> uh, I have white privilege. Uh, I, I, as a white male in particular... I represent a rape culture. I am part of a rape culture. I am a misogynist because I've got some twigs and berries. I am part of the patriarchy. Yeah, I really noticed that when I was being raised by single moms, funded by mostly working men, uh, raised by um, teachers, almost all of whom were women until I got to high school. So uh, racism, sexism, white privilege, rape culture, misogyny, patriarchy, you name it, this shit all comes out of the left. So don't tell me that you're offended by collective judgments. Are you fucking kidding me? People on the left saying you're offended by collective judgments regarding Muslims? A very tiny percentage of men are rapists. Actually, not the case in Africa, where a lot of the migrants are coming from, where a third of men have admitted to raping someone. That's a pretty high number. Pretty high number. That seems to me a little bit more of a rape culture that leftists who claim to care about women should do something to oppose coming into Europe a rape culture which comes out of Africa where a third of men a third of men have admitted to raping numbers higher in reality so leftists for god's sakes for the love of all that is holy for all these squiry worm based intestinal fortitude hypocrisy that seems to power your jetpacks of indignation, for God's sakes, do not even think of coming to me and telling me it's evil to judge people collectively when as a white male, the left has been judging me collectively, viciously pouring torrents of verbal abuse on me. And they're going to try and get at my daughter and tell her, oh, your dad is a white male, is part of a racist, sexist, misogynistic, patriarchal, white privileged culture, and he's a bad... No, i keep her away from you thieves of love. As much and as strongly as I can, I feel like embarrassed to introduce the world to my daughter. Hey, hey, Dad, what did you do your show on today? Love to tell you. Hate to tell you. Can't tell you. <laughs> so the idea that the that, that leftists are somehow opposed to collective judgments when, like, what is it, three or four or five percent of men rape, but somehow it's a rape culture, a third of Africans rape, but it's covered up by the left. And the numbers about Muslims, we're never supposed to judge 80% of Muslims and say anything about Islam as a whole. But, you know, you can extrapolate a couple of percentage points of white males raping and then say it's a rape culture. So as somebody who's been on the, like, you've been on the delivering end of the verbal abuse of leftist viciousness, so you don't. You don't see it, right? You clearly don't have the empathy uh, to understand what it's like to be on the receiving end of these things because you've conformed to all of this verbal abuse and you're on the throwing rocks side rather than on the receiving rocks side. But as somebody who's a free market, Aristotelian rationalist, uh, individualist, and so on, I have been on the receiving end of this stuff because I don't conform to the leftist narrative or to the rightist narrative, but that's neither here nor there right now. We're talking to a leftist. Because I've not conformed to this, the arrows have been... thrown at me so if yeah if you're delivering the arrows over a wall and you've got no empathy for the people on the other side yeah seems fine it seems like where's the hurt right but then when you step over the wall you see the bodies on the other side and the anger and this is what people are pissed off about you know you y'all on the left you'd collectively judge christians you collectively judge white people you collectively judge men or male white people there's apparently no rape culture in the uh, black communities but um so the idea that now now that these numbers are available and and the ideology of uh, Islam is uh, available and has been, of course, for a long time, people can go and read the arguments and facts of, of this belief system. So given that the ideology is available, given that these statistics are available, the idea that now with 80% of a group wanting X, we can't possibly collectively judge the group – Whereas when 2 to 3 to 4% of a group is doing X, we can totally collectively judge that group, no matter what. Even though the white males don't hold the rape ideology. They oppose, right, the majority of rapists are arrested by white males. And rape has been a punishable offense in white Western societies since before the days of Socrates. So don't give me this collective judgment is evil bullshit. If that had been the case, you'd have kept your verbal abuse off me when I was a kid growing up and of me as an adult, and you'd have been pushing back against that. So I'm sorry, leftists, you have played your card. You have shot your watch, your bolt is empty. There's no more ammo for you to even remotely, conceivably, criticize any soul, living, being, brain on this planet for any kind of collective judgment. We strip away collective judgment of any kind. There is no left.